Welcome to episode 431 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's almost forgot what that one guy's name was. In this episode, we talk about Villainous, Light of the Concords, and Squatch.in. I'm Patrick Hill. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Brittany Wong. So enough with the quips, let's just jump right in. episode by going around the table which is where we talk about something new fun and noteworthy from our weeks lauren that's what it would have sounded like had you actually remembered it <laughs> you didn't say 50 hey. percent of those words uh and i got you started you did get me started <laughs> we're gonna dress this in a we're gonna we're actually gonna address where, where uh, an update on where andrew is but before we do someone else is sitting in andrew's seat today and that is miss Brittany wong Brittany, say hello hello Right, we have How's everybody? Um, good. Great. Thank you for asking us a question. You know, it's mm-hmm. amazing how many people come on this show and they never ask us how we're doing. Well, to be fair, it usually happens in the pre-show banter when we get on Zoom and are figuring everything out. I'm just saying, it seems pretty <laughs> selfish in this moment right now. So, Brittany. That's so funny. Somebody else said the same thing to me in college once. They said, they asked me how I was doing. And I said, good. How are you? And it, they were like, I'm fine. I, they, wow, that's so polite. Thanks for asking. I don't have a Does programmed response for this. Well, I, feel like I, I did, also do I that, so, so I don't know. It's not yeah. that people don't do it. It's the problem is it's it's useless because you're only going to get like a BS answer if you if you ask. I mean, in fairness, both right. ways, it's like garbage. But you're not actually learning more or deepening a relationship with someone realistically. No, it's just a, a greeting. And that's why mm-hmm. I think it surprised me when... Whenever somebody is surprised that I say that, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Is that yeah. not? Ex- Am I excuse that? me. Now I must apologize for being <laughs> so Canadian. I'm apologizing for being extra polite and asking you how your day was. Yeah, I'm also from the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> Brittany, for people that don't know who you are, uh, tell people what you do. So I own a creative <laughs> strategic branding studio for small businesses. Um I'm just, you just say it like that's the third time I've had to record it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuttering over my words. Well, here's the thing. For those that are listening, uh, if you get the patron episode, which is either two, four, or six (laughs) dollars a month, you can hear the five minutes it's taken her to explain what she does. So two dollars is a small investment to hear what what has happened so far. But go ahead, continue. I design brands during the day, and obviously I'm very um, eloquent with my words and... um, what do you it's hard because on Instagram you can, you know, just delete and like re-record, but I can't mm-hmm. I can't do that right now. So I'm really learning what a terrible speaker I am. No, no, no. just podcaster, not speaker. Uh, <laughs> just podcaster, right. <laughs> you said that you designed brands during the day. Uh, what do you do at night <laughs> since you you felt the need Crime to fight, specify obviously. time of day? <laughs> uh well, honestly, after my son goes to bed, I watch reality tv the, until i fall asleep so that's what i do at night yeah yeah yeah, for sure and i know that's I true because the m of one reality <laughs> channel is i don't know uh as of a decade ago it's banging is that a word i'd say it's bumping bumping yeah. okay popping <laughs> whatever it is it's Both like good. it's doing the thing that <laughs> have we raised the roof yet <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it uh Brittany is one of the in fact Brittany, lauren and then probably 
my wife and Jedi are like the four <laughs> main contributors to the hashtag reality TV or hashtag reality channel. I love it. Slack. If you want to join, go to mf1.network, click on the Slack icon, you can join, and then you can talk reality TV as well. Um, Lauren, real yeah. quick, before we get in this episode, because we're about to start around the table and talk about all our fun stuff, uh, there mm-hmm. is something happening early September with you and Doc Reed. Can you please tell us about it? You're so funny. I had this on my list to talk about around the table. I did not forget. We have drawing board coming up. Um, not this Thursday, but the next one. We're going to be live on YouTube. Um, Doc is going to be teaching all of us about Fresco. I don't know anything about it, yeah. so I'm really excited to learn uh, how to work in it, um, see what Doc's going to do. He's going to be working on some portraits and kind of talking about uh, client work philosophy, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Like, I'm really excited to get into it with him. It's going to be a good time. So, um September 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Uh, We're going to be there. We'll be live. You can talk with us, watch Doc Draw. It's going to be really fun, just like always. Right. So 8 Eastern would be 7 Central, would be 6 Mountain maybe. I don't know what that time zone's called. Would be 5 Pacific. You can do what I do on the day of every drawing board where I Google time conversion because I panic that I'm going to get it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and if you're eight meets girl, you have to watch this at two in the morning. Uh, your time zone. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, no, it would be one in the. Oh, morning. but actually, he can watch it the next day if he wants to because we're recording it, and you can watch them anytime on YouTube. Oh, check perfect. YouTube.com/slash M of One Podcast. <laughs> I got it. I filled it out for you. And then the other thing I Thank said you. I would give you an update on where Andrew is, but here's how I'm doing that. I actually had someone ask me today, is Andrew actually hiking in upstate New York? And then, Brittany, what were you saying? I was going to ask the same thing. (laughs) Okay, fair. Uh, Short answer, yes. Okay, Lauren, why don't you kick us off around the table? Sure. Um, So I've been doing tons of show prep, like pretty much this entire month, but definitely in like the last week because my first really, really, really big convention is coming. Got Dragon Con this weekend in Atlanta. So if anybody's there, come say hi. I'll be at booth... uh, 197, um, which is on the third floor of the America's Mart. If you've ever been to Dragon Con, you know it's huge. And this, like, uh, the Artist Alley basically has their own building. This is a big one. This is a big show. Oh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will have lots of hand sanitizer and masks, but we're going and it's going to be fun. Um, Like, it's, I'm really excited. It's just like a lot of preparation. So uh, everything is packed. Flights are booked. We're going. What's your, (laughs) uh, what's your booth like style this time? Oh, no, no fancy style this no time. No theme? Since, well, we're flying there, so it's pretty much impossible to pack, like, a booth in a suitcases anyway, let alone, like, with an elaborate theme like I like to do. So when I'm at my home conventions or maybe like what I'm going to do in Dallas in a couple weeks, I could do something. But it's too hard when you're trying to pack to travel on a plane. Two things. <laughs> One, if, if you could do, like, any booth theme, what would it be? Like, money is no object. We're going to get, yeah. a, like, a Disney architect to come in and construct this. Like, what would you do? Oh, man. I'm torn between, like, two or three things. Like, because we have a very elaborate Guardians of the Galaxy group costume, like, having something like that would be amazing. <laughs> it could be, like, Rocket's Workbench or something. I don't know. Because, like, I have little Groot back here. I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, like, that could be really cool. Or Star Wars would be amazing. And I feel like maybe more longevity. <laughs> and then number two, what's the guy's name that does, like, the whistling that's, like, the Ravager dude? Yondu. Oh, my gosh. I've been trying to think of that for three days, and I never Googled it. But I could <laughs> not remember his name. 
And I have been, made that entire costume, so I know all about Yondu. It's been driving <laughs> me absolutely batty not being able to remember his name. All right, sorry. I mean, he's so awesome. But yeah, um, so I will be at DragonCon the first weekend in September. Then I will be at Fan Expo Dallas the third weekend. Uh, then I have... Quick break these are with no COVID. particular order. And then... <laughs> yeah, well, I'm getting tested in between all of these, so I guess it is like pending that I'm healthy and everything. Um, but then online or in galleries, I also have um, the Isle of Magic Marketplace coming up at the end of the month, and they have the Cryptids and Covens show, or Cryptids and Creatures, I think is the okay. name of the show, um, that is going like along with that through Bubble Pop, um, the Alternative Movie Poster, 30 by 30 show, the Hero Complex Gallery Sketch Card Show, which Andrew is also in, um, and a few other M01 people, I should say. Um, and the Idiot Box show for Gallery 1988. So I've been really, really busy this entire month and like not showing anybody all the stuff that I've been working on, but I'm sitting on all this cool stuff and I can't wait to share with everybody. I feel like there's, aren't there like four or five artists from M of One in the Sketch Card show? Yeah, I think at least that many. Um, okay. And same with Idiot Box as well. And Kate's with me in the 30 by 30 show. So there's a lot of like of our our family in these in all of these shows actually now that i'm looking at the list again <laughs> i know that we haven't nailed it down yet but i do uh before andrew gets back from his trip i do want to get kate on an episode i want her to participate yes. so kate if you're listening we want you to come on an episode just say when yes great um all right uh what else lauren yeah um and so i've just been kind of like rewatching shows while i've been working all this stuff this week and packing and cleaning my house and stuff um and listening to music which i'll get into later and my one little pop culture nugget that I've, like, enjoyed this week is we finally finished The Bad Batch, um, which was the latest, like, Star Wars animated show on Disney+. Plus. Um, we just got behind a little bit, no particular reason, but um, finished it off. And I'm kind of glad we waited because the finale was, like, a two-parter, so it was, I think, better to watch it um, yeah. all together. This is probably my least favorite of all the Star Wars animated shows, but it's, like, very easy because it's only, like, ten episodes to, like, get yourself started. Um I don't know. It, it was good. It's good, but it's maybe like a little disappointing having been used to the other shows. Um, so this show kind of takes place right after episode three. Um, Order 66 is like what happens first thing in the first episode. So if you're a Star Wars fan, like it is a cool like time period to explore because it's like right when the Republic became the Empire. So like Palpatine just took over. Um, nobody even knows what a stormtrooper is. So it's like a very weird time period in Star Wars where not a lot of like stuff has happened like that we've seen. So it is really like interesting, but the setup is a little more interesting than any of the characters yet. I do think the last couple episodes like boosted it up and they've done some character building finally, but um, kind of more excited to see where this goes in the future. I didn't think this was like, I think especially because Rebels and Clone Wars are so good. I really wanted this to be better than it is, but it's it's starting out like, at a pretty good level. Like I'm still interested. I have hope for the show, but it's not nearly as good as it's um, like brothers. So sure. we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. Brittany's fully asleep now. Yeah, I she's, know. Sorry guys. She's fully asleep, <laughs> but that's, that's fine. Keep going. Just talk a little quieter. So you don't wake her. Well, like Grogu will be in it eventually. <laughs> so we'll all be good then. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I hope I see some people in Atlanta. Come say hi to me at dragon con. Um, that's where I'll be. Um, otherwise that's it for me. Um, Brittany, why don't you take it? I feel like the last couple of weeks have been uh, crazy for me. And I feel like last week I just couldn't get my brain going. Like I said, I would just watch reality TV and like, uh, Lauren, you'll appreciate this. But I'm going <laughs> back and rewatching um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I had to pick up where I left off because I know mm -hmm. what season are they in now? They're in like 
14? I don't know. So I've never like watched the show not on TV. So like I don't really pay attention to what season it is. You know, it's what just I mean? whatever's on. Yeah. Yeah. I They're like they're on like a high number, but I'm back at season yeah. six. So oh, whenever that wait, who's was. The, who's in the cast at this point? That's the. Um, like, OK, easiest. so it's Lisa Rinna, uh, um, Lisa Vanderpump. I miss her. Kim and Kyle Richards. Um, there's a new girl that she just came in for this season, for season six. I don't remember okay. who, what her name is, but she's kind of wild. No, no, she's not blonde. Who I'm okay. Um, but she's friends with Yolanda. Yolanda's on it, and it's when Yolanda's like I in the Yolanda. height of her of her Lyme disease. So I'm a, yeah. I assume that Yolanda probably leaves after this season. That's my guess. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that whole Lyme disease thing is like one of the worst things that they've like ever done to anybody on that show. Honestly, it's so bad. Like, she shouldn't so be much on worse. it. Like, yeah, I felt so, so bad like for how they treated her during that show. Like, everyone doesn't believe her that she has it. Even like, it's terrible. They're so mean. Yeah, to her. I think that's like, the, I think that's the season that I'm in because let's the be clear real quick. Are like Yolanda sucks too. I mean, I, I no Yolanda did not suck. No, that much. I w- listen. I watched this season. She also wasn't great to be around. I'm not saying that people shouldn't believe her, but I'm just saying like, it's not like she's this emotionally healthy bastion of a person. I love Yolanda. Oh, and wow. I loved her fridge. <laughs> Yolanda's fridge is the craziest thing. I so did it's not like, like her. Clear. Did you? Well, whatever. Yolanda's the best. Her <laughs> fridge is super cool. You're her wrong. house is amazing. We're gonna send you a we bowl seen- of lemons. <laughs> The view, oh my gosh, yeah, the lemons. But the view out her like back door with the just the palm trees and the ocean. Oh my gosh, hers is like the only house. Yeah, hers is the only house of anybody's that I've been like. I want that house. Like that house is the coolest house. Like I, yeah. I think Lisa Vanderpump's house is pretty cool too. Like her house is like an actual Disney castle though. Like it's yeah. Like I don't want to live there, but I definitely want to see it. I would love to have tea there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like with her little swans and everything. Right. Waddling through the whatever. They just like waddle through the house. Like her. Yeah. Her beautiful gardens and everything else. She was so, uh, um, she wouldn't let things go. She's like very aggressive to people. Like when she decides she doesn't like you, there's n- she's never moving on from that. No, Yolanda. She's oh. never mo- <laughs> she's never moving on from that. Like she like no, kind of she's vindictive. Just Dutch. Well, I that's like that's racist. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, I mean, she even said in the season that they're just like direct. I was like, you want to talk about a dog with a bone? Like Lisa Rinna is like number one there. Like she doesn't let shit go. I guess Lisa <laughs> Rinna, she's yeah. crazy. I'm just surprised oh because God. I walked away from that season thinking like, well, I always walk away from every season thinking, why do I watch this with McKinsey? All these people suck really bad. <laughs> and this season was no exception. Like I don't have any sort of. It's just fun to make fun of them. Like g- okay. watching Garcelle hate everybody in live action is a treat. Let, let me like, add, let me ask you something. She obviously hates everyone. <laughs> do you think that watching uh, this this group of people act the way they do? Do you think that bleeds into any of your personal life? I don't think no. so. I mean, like talking about it to other people, but it's more just like fun gossip because it's like other people's problems that are so abstract to me i think like, with my personality i i take on other people's like frustration or anger or vindictive or whatever and i think the i think watching the show just puts me on edge like it it like makes me a oh. worse person 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. I feel like um, maybe I like maybe it makes me a better person because I'm able to let them express their anger, and then I'm like, yeah, you flip that table. That's what I would do too. You know, and like now so I don't I'm have to actually dream of. Yeah, I'm not gonna like flip a table when I'm talking to somebody and they're frustrating me. But but you know, what's her face on on the New York one? She flipped it, and so I'm like, yeah, flip it. Like I, I'll cheer for them. So it, it's like a like I'm getting my anger out vicariously, maybe. I also like watch it to make fun of it more than I watch it as like any kind of like earnest care about any of the people on it. Like, you know, like I think yeah, it's like no. to be silly. I don't take it seriously. <laughs> OK, so that's my question is, do you think that I mean, obviously, reality TV is not like true reality. Mm-hmm. But do you think that any of this is real at all like the fights like any of it like you think like okay I, so I do I but watched... I do so I think certain people are more involved with producers and other people and like some are more willing to play the game than other people and so uh, okay. like Kyle yeah, is straight up getting questions from producers constantly and so it's like so obvious when she asks other housewives questions that like that was a like direct question to get things stirred up at their dinner party or whatever that's a really good point because you can definitely tell when they you can tell like when the the producers have given them something like make sure that you ask this or whatever because in the season I just finished season five and Kim goes over to Brandy's house oh yeah Brandy's on it too yeah um, Kim goes over to Brandy's house to help her move and then she's like real quick before we move like what did you think of dinner the other night and I'm like nobody does yeah, that it's just like a nobody coincidence. Coincidence that we're both mic'd when we needed to talk about this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but but that's the thing with like Lisa Rinna. I mean, she like flies off the hand. Like she'll go from zero to a hundred mm-hmm. in a matter of seconds. And I'm like, is this real? Are you are you really that unstable? Or is it all just part of it? I think it's like amped up by the situation as well. Cause like people, there's like adrenaline and you're on TV and you're nervous. And so like, you just act bigger. I don't know. She's also Maybe, an actress. Yeah. So I'm mo- like, she's one of the people I'd be more suspicious of than others. I think there's a, but I think there's a side question. Do I think these people are emotionally unhealthy, sheltered? Oh, yeah. uh, do I think that they have an unrealistic view of what the average person has to deal with? Do I think they're, I, yes to all those things. I think these people from like, a developmental sense uh, have not had to experience the majority of these people have not had to experience all of the inputs that would turn you into a well-rounded person. Like if we think about the idea of like, uh, like you can't have a diamond without pressure and you can't have like gold without heat and like all like purified gold without heat, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They have not experienced what they would need to, to, to become that, person right assuming that health is a balance of things so i think it's a a group of out of touch uh egotistical self-centered shitty people right yeah uh now are they the level that we see them certainly things are edited to create a storyline certainly things are edited to make them like blown out of proportion all this kind of stuff but i think the thing that sticks with me is i i the fact that this group of people calls themselves friends, I think, is ridiculous. Because if you took, oh, yeah. the, I don't think they're really. Friends. If you took I the think cameras some away, are, some are. There but are a couple, not, not very many. But the reality yeah. is, it's this group of people as a whole group would never, all of them, be in the same room together again. If you took Let the cameras go away, go on like international trips together. That is what always kills me. <laughs> but do you think that they really behave that way 
off camera. Like, do you think Lisa Rinna is really like breaking wine glasses on tables because you made her mad? Why not? I mean, it, yeah. you have a you're surrounded yeah, actually, by th- a group of people that forgive all of your behavior, or you employ them, and so they're just going to clean up after yeah. you. You're surrounded by yes people, like. And also, like, her Instagram now, like, she doesn't break things, but she does equally insane things for attention. It's just, like, uh, <laughs> she's I, a mess. So there was, this, <laughs> there was this study that was done that said that um, it had to do with the fact uh, that, uh, like, what creates a bully? And basically what this study said is that if you have never been bullied, right, if you never got in a playground fight as a kid, then you don't have empathy for what it feels like to get hurt. You don't have empathy for what it feels like to, sure. to experience pain. So if you're protected from those situations, it's so much easier for you to bully someone because you don't actually have an understanding of what you're inflicting on them at the end of the day, right? So experiencing conflict as a kid and having to resolve it, experiencing fights as a kid and having to resolve it, those type mm-hmm. of things create empathy within you that allows you to understand, oh, that felt horrible. Why would I do that to someone else? And I genuinely think you have a group of people that haven't had to develop that type of empathy. <laughs> like, like there is no consequence until we start getting to like uh, telling police officers we're going to kill them or bilking money out of survivors <laughs> of an airplane crash. There are no other consequences for anything. So how can you ever develop this shame for it? Or how can you ever develop yeah. this like, because you, you don't have to deal with it like we as normal people would have to deal with the fallout of these things. That's a good point. Yeah, that's I very think true. It's true. Cause, and like sometimes they kick people off the shows and that's like the only other consequence. But like the things that they kick them off for are not. Um, yeah. Like normal society. And I want to be clear that when I said threatening to kill a police officer, this is not some type of political statement. This is something no, that, that actually. that was Luann. It was Luann. <laughs> this is something that happened on the show. Again, I've seen the show. I'm not just pulling random, you know, events out of my butt. I mean, they're so crazy. Like oh, Lauren, when you and Mackenzie were talking about the Salt Lake City, so I don't have yes. I I got rid of cable years ago, so I had to mm-hmm. wait until everything is on streaming. And I searched up and down for the Salt Lake City one because you guys talked about how crazy it was. Oh, it's so and insane! It, it finally came out. I finally got to watch season one, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" The whole time, I yeah. couldn't believe it. The people are crazy, and then I found out that the one of them. Oh gosh, I can't remember her name, but she Jen. was actually running like a, uh, um, what's the the word? Like I'm a whole of? Ponzi scheme, telemarketing. Thing. Like, yeah, like yeah, the, the yeah. telemarketing thing, and it was she was scamming people out of money, and I'm like, oh my god! And she in season two, they said that she's like the FBI literally comes in and arrests her on camera. Yes, they they're they're oh like gosh. vacation bus got pulled over by the FBI from like what I heard early on like I, it i cannot wait for that and, and it's just excited. crazy because like mary is equally crazy um who's the stripper girl she's crazy too <laughs> i can't remember mary's the one she's married no mary's not she's the one to married grandpa. to her step-grandfather and she then there's the, the one, one that like had an affair with her boss and she's like not a stripper yeah. but installs a stripper pole in every place possible and takes advantage of it there are people listening right Megan. now that are that just like name? what <laughs> the hell did i get my like what is this am i listening but, to the right show right now yeah well <laughs> yeah it's amazing i i love it i've already <laughs> said so this bizarre. but y'all uh, and probably patrick Askaban, uh should totally just start a recap podcast is what should happen I mean, 100%. I would totally do that for Salt Lake City. 
Oh, it's so good. So that's why I say I've had to turn my brain off the last couple of weeks and I just watch the trashiest television. So I've been catching up on all the Real Housewives. I've been watching Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. Um, And, you know, a lot of Frozen because my son just watches Frozen on a loop. One or two. And Disney Plus. Well, we watch them all because Disney Plus, you start with Frozen (laughs) 1. Yeah. And then when that ends, it leads you directly into Frozen 2. And then when that ends, you can choose if you want to watch Olaf's Frozen Adventure or the Frozen Lego shorts. And um, so then we'll watch those. And then there's also um, uh, something Olaf, it's like Build a Snowman. And it's what happens when Elsa's singing her song, Let It Go. And she builds Olaf. And then it's like, what happened? Like, because he's come to life. And so now Mm -hmm. it's his little side story of what happens to him between the time that Elsa builds him and then the time that he meets uh, Anna and Kristoff. So we watch that. And then there's one that's like kind of Fantasia-ish, but it's frozen. Whoa. Like it's uh, like orchestral I didn't even know music. this. Yeah. Well, you are deep so in which this. Which is your favorite. Yeah. So we watch a lot of Frozen. Um, I like Frozen too. I think that's, I like that one. It's really good. The music and it's great. And it's just a little bit more like grown up and kind of. There is that big sex as, scene, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like the the adult, the uncut version, you know. <laughs> yeah. Kristoff breaks into his magic mic moves. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll never be able to watch it the same way again. Now. No, the only one that I really can't handle is the the Lego the shorts like they're like these 15 minute yeah. episodes and I don't know how many there are and the humor in them is so stupid and I just I don't know why they have to be Lego and it's <laughs> I just I'm realizing that Lego yeah. movies are not my vibe and I'm really worried watch, for myself I've tried to watch their like Star Wars shorts and they're pretty bad they're, it's and it's really like they're rough. 15 minutes it shouldn't be this but the, hard to the watch. deal is they're not it's not like they're done by Miller and Lord right like that that's the whole point is no. it's not the same people no but no, does your but they, does your son like them? Like it does it? Oh, he loves it. That's why I'm really worried for how many Lego movies I'm gonna have to watch because they are clearly made for eight year old yeah. boys, and that's it. That's, there is yeah. no other audience. Whoever for it. builds these like algorithms to determine like oh, what kids gosh. like, it, it's the most like like crazy psychedelic like bizarre stuff, and yet it's like yeah. crack to children. It's so amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah. But well, then you yeah. think about the so, stuff we watched when we were kids, and it's like weird, gross stuff. I watched <laughs> that was like all the rage. <laughs> I watched. Um, uh, uh, I'm a transvestite, Transylvania uh, from uh, what? what hold Rocky Hard Picture. Yes, show? thank you. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm a transsexual transvestite. For, whatever it is, that was it from Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched that so much as a kid. I have no idea why. I don't know what nobody was in the room. I don't know why. Great that's music. What I latched on to. Um, but I watched that movie a lot. That's so funny. I watched like Rugrats. I watched Rugrats. I watched, but I also watched like Dark Crystal and like Never Ending Story, which a lot of people consider creepy. I watched and I love. a lot of Rugrats. I tell people that all the Nicktoons internally. I'm a Chucky, but externally I try to act like a Tommy. I watched <laughs> uh, when Angry Beavers started. I latched on that show like crazy. Show. Oh my gosh! But I also loved I love watching it. like the Weather Channel for some reason. Like as a kid. I thought it was fascinating to watch the Weather Channel. Hmm. Yeah, that's all. I liked Ariel Monsters okay. a lot. That was one of my faves. Ariel Monsters it. was fun. Hated that show. I don't I know why. I just show. thought it looked gross. Oh, man. It was so cool. 
I dressed as Oblina for Halloween when I was in like fourth grade. And let me, here's the thing too. Those shows do not hold up. I mean, like, no, they don't. I tried to go back thinking like, oh, as an adult, it'll be fun to go binge a bunch of Angry Beavers. They're so, Mm-mm. they're so garbage. I've, so I've garbage. tried to do that with like a lot of anime that I used to watch and when I was like a teenager and I like hate myself when I watch it. Some of it holds up like Cowboy Bebop is still really good, but Gundam Wing is not nearly as good as I thought it was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think most of those old ones are on Hulu or maybe it's Paramount yeah. Plus now. I don't know. They've probably uh, moved all, around. I think it's Hulu because they're connected with Cartoon Network because they used to have Rick okay. and Morty. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you can but. watch Rugrats, Doug, Hey Arnold. I think I saw All Real Monsters or maybe it oh, was I would like probably, I would definitely watch that again. They're all of them. Like they're all on there. And my husband came across them one day and he tried to put one on and I was like, okay, this I can't like yeah. you can't go back. It's it's in the past. I can't keep your fond memories alive. <laughs> it ruins the nostalgia. Like you think it's gonna be really cool, and you feel so nostalgic, and then you watch it, and like Patrick, you're right. It just it yeah. doesn't also, hold up. It's not the same. I was a pretty like I remember as a kid too. Like I love like Power Rangers, and because uh, uh, I guess we had like the first Power Rangers, um, and then uh, there were some other shows that come on I didn't care for. But one time I discovered that TBS would play Blue Lagoon in the afternoon. And for mm-hmm. some reason, uh, I got really hooked on that what is movie. That? It's the one where you see Brooke Shields' butt. And as a kid, I, oh. I even I was like, <laughs> "Great, like, I'm sold." Uh, I, I mean, I like some uh, History Channel, Weather Channel, Brooke Shields, uh, and then um, oh, I hated Ren and Sim- My dad loved Ren and Sim- He thought it was hilarious. I thought it was disgusting. I don't like Ren and Stimpy. Love Doug. I was like, I liked it when I was a kid. I bet it would not like it now. I don't remember time. I remember like, like wanting to like just look away when they like would zoom in on a booger or zit or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember timelines though, because I say what I like as a kid, but to be honest, I can't separate what I watched when I was six years old versus twelve years old, and I think it was all the same. And I I don't actually remember like what happened at what phase. I'd have to like go pull up dates and like piece it. Together, oh yeah, I don't but. necessarily remember. Mm. in order for any of that yeah. but great all these good shows and then yeah. like yeah disney and wb had some good ones blue mm-hmm. lagoon is for sure way better than the lego movie sorry anyway Brittany, go ahead i mean the I, lego no, movies are the best fine. movies ever <laughs> i i've never seen it i'm so i don't know if i can after those frozen shorts okay no like the legitimately the, the the real lego mm-hmm. movie and the lego batman movie are very oh, no, no. hilarious and i love both of them that's worth seeing like see, see the original like those are actually good movies I can't like believe you're going to be so late to this because you're going to start singing Everything is Awesome and it's going to be like someone just yeah. discovered Re- Rebecca Black. But just go <laughs> genuinely put on that film. It, it, that's actually a really good film. And again, it's by yeah. different people and very talented people. So so go watch the original Lego film. It's okay. The first Lego film. Yeah. All right. Even if you don't I'll give it a shot. Is, yeah. I even think the Lego Batman movie is like really, really, really funny. The first like, was, one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there are two, aren't there? I think there's only one, but there's two Lego movies. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Go check it out. Um, all right. Anything else from your week, uh, Brittany? Um, no, that's that's pretty much it. All right. So this past week, I watched The week. Blue Lagoon with Brooke Shields. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> um, I actually took I took I took uh, two days off work this past week. Uh, it's just been a a, nice. a a lot of stuff going on. Things have been a bit uh, insane with uh, squatching, and I'm going to talk more about that actually in the master categories when we get there. Um, but I did try to watch. I tried to watch Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Um, mm-hmm. and it got really good reviews initially. Like it's, it's got a solid B or like a low B on Rotten Tomatoes. It's somewhere in like the 80 percentile. 
and uh, uh, Barb and Star is um, uh, gosh, I'm blanking. Kristen Wiig, uh, it, uh, she's well, she's kind of the the main one to me. But Kristen Wiig and then uh, <laughs> Annie Momolo, and and they play uh, Barb and Star, and they're excited to to take their big va- vacation to Florida, which is pretty hilarious. Like this magical place to them, and uh, <laughs> and it's two p. Pe- it's frankly, it's a group of people that remind me of my mom. And I found it very hilarious because I can so directly like place all of these like people and I, I know the personalities and um, mm-hmm. and so that side of it is uh, is pretty hilarious. And so I initially was excited for the film and in the first few minutes there's a it, it like really hooks you in early and um, and then I realized it's a musical and oh i didn't know that it's not a good musical like it this is not <laughs> disappointing yeah yeah this isn't like in the heights like it's uh not it's no rocky horror picture show it's not that quite yeah uh it sucks honestly i didn't get through the movie like i made it like 50 percent of the way in and i was like okay it's always like a really bad sign when you don't even finish the movie no yeah, yeah i gosh i was trying to i and and again i like the hook i like the characters i thought the people are funny some of the situations are great um i didn't finish the movie so i i no recommendation from me uh don't watch it uh if you missed it keep missing it that's okay uh outside of that our community pulled it open so good thing about living in texas uh, is that because it's 100 degrees you get pools in your community which is awesome uh the problem is uh someone allowed their dog to poop in the pool on day one so we got a, a brand new community pool opened and it was we, a dog for sure and Are i you think because sure? initially we thought it was a human person uh, yeah. And now we think it was a dog. That doesn't make it better. Like a, someone bringing their dog, letting it play in a community pool, and then it pooping in the pool. No, this is not. Well, a- I'm not saying it's better. I'm like, but it's how just, can you uh, confirm that? Yeah. You just want to know where the poop came from. It doesn't matter. It's still poop. <laughs> but like, yeah, there's poop in a pool. Like you want to know what kind of poop? Where did it come from? Who put it there? And if it was I- a person, you're going to be like, dude, cannot come to this pool no more. Yeah. No. So and if it's a out, dog, like, why are they letting dogs in the pool? You're not supposed with to. And that's the thing. It's going to get all. Yeah. They sent out an email. The HOA did saying like, hey, they're cleaning the pool. And by the way, like we said before, animals aren't allowed. So putting those together. <laughs> Have you seen that episode of It's Always Sunny where they're trying to figure out who pooped in the bed? Oh, and they're trying to decide if it's like Charlie or if it's uh, Frank. Uh, I mean, it's been a while since I saw it, but yes, I have I think seen it. this might be a, a ripe time to rewatch that. Okay, great. <laughs> ripe. Great word. Um, so, brand new pool. Day one, something poops in it. Day two, it's closed. So funny. Day three, we got to go and swim again. So, we've got to use it twice so far. Really enjoying it. Hoping that there's uh, about 100% less poop for the rest of the year. Honestly, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, but yeah. if there Did is... It, like- ruin your experience going swimming in it after you I didn't swim with the it? poop like the poop happened after I was there so I didn't see the poop oh, okay I can imagine but have yeah. you gone back since yeah, it you had said, poop yeah, in yeah, it? yeah no no I went back since I was fine you feel all right about that yeah I'm more suspicious of like leaves and stuff now <laughs> like any, That's a, yeah you gotta be smart any I mean I think mess. all public pools have a certain percentage of urination in it as well like it's just a fact <laughs> I think it's probably like a um, uh, what's the term it's not substantial but the point is it uh, it's more than a uh, sometimes I think it might be more than you want to like, think about yeah like it's like whole numbers <laughs> like that's a whole number of percents <laughs> sometimes uh, hopefully not I don't know uh, which would you rather have pooped in the pool a human or an animal 
neither. It's still poop at the end of the day. But I wonder if one I think Okay, so like in some ways it's it's sort of more innocent for the animal to have done it whereas yeah, like they didn't if a human did it, you knew what you were doing. You you either like took a took an effort to like not get out of the Seen pool the or videos, whatever. videos like the surveillance cameras where someone will like like leave a like just poop out their pants. Have you seen that? No. Someone like oh. they'll like shake the leg of their pant and like an entire intact Stop it. poop will just fall out. Like a log? Them. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't listen, I don't know how you Google this. So I don't know that, I don't know that. that you should. How do you, how do you live even five minutes with like a full of poop in I'm your just pants telling you, and you're like, just waiting for an opportunity to go like around the corner? A surveillance camera from like a JC Penney's and you'll see someone walking and they'll just like They'll shake one leg and entire and then like there's just like, like an entire thing just like left there where they were. It's it's insane to me. I, I mean, it I, seems like wow. Yeah, who are these people? The problem is like they pro- <laughs> it's probably like someone that like legit suffers from like IBS, right? Like it's probably like, like a, a horrible, kid. embarrassing thing. But it's yeah. also like somehow like not magical. That's not the word. It's it's <laughs> insane that that is possible. Oh, whatever. Okay, this went a direction. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going back swimming later this week? No, I'm, I think I just want to get this category altogether, to be honest. I think we'll just get out of here. So let's just, let's go ahead and go to our master categories. The master categories are the part of the show where we talk about the, the items from the dice that we rolled the week before. I mean, I say items. I should say categories because it's master categories, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. So basically, we, we all roll. We roll for, for uh, uh, the category and then also the time frame. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump in first because I feel like I have less substance than everybody else. I got past business. So I'm going to talk about a past <laughs> business, which is actually my own business, which is squatching. And the reason I'm talking about this is this actually came up in Slack this week. Again, if you're not part of Slack, move1podcast.com, click on the little Slack icon, join our Slack family, and talk with us. Um, not with me because I'll talk about weird stuff like poop. But you can also you can talk <laughs> with Brittany and Lauren. So anyway... Um, <laughs> Uh, so someone asked about about Squatchin because they heard that I closed it down. So Squatchin was a digital agency that I opened uh, last January um, and uh, was running for a bit. And this really came out of a uh, you know tough position with the last job. And uh, I'm just more of the personality of of uh, I, because of the background I have in development, because of the skill set I have, I don't really have to fight to make my work space better uh this can be a conversation that uh, that continues or goes on after but i'm of the opinion that you can't change workspace culture i think work your working environment culture at your company is determined by the people that are making decisions end of story they can they can pretend they're going to change it they can hire people to bring in different culture but at the end of the day none of those changes stick because ultimately Mm -hmm. it's derived by the person that's making decisions that's just it so i think the idea of changing culture is fallacy so when I'm in an environment where I go like, oh, this isn't a fit for me anymore, it's pointless for me to spend time fighting for something else because ultimately I just don't believe we're going to get long-lasting changes. Like, either like this person that's a decision maker has to leave or I'm going to leave. That That's just how it is. Okay. So all that said, I decided to leave, open up an agency uh, called Squatchin. And you've heard me mention Squatch on the show before. And uh, all that's great. Okay. So did that for... Um, you know, like a, a, a year and four months or something like that. I don't remember. But uh, it hit a point my wife and I were uh, wanting to buy a house, uh, wanting to start a family, wanting to do all those things. And, uh, and that type of work, so any type of freelance work, agency work, whatever, just uh, 
frankly requires a lot more stress than other types of positions, depending on your personality type. So I want to be clear. Some people handle these types of stress well. It's like some people can be fine uh, mm-hmm. buying, uh, making a purchase, leveraging $20,000 of debt. And some people <laughs> like can't sleep at night until that's paid off. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just different personality types. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, and then the other thing you, you run into is, is you can work your butt off. Like, let's say that you, you scale the mountain of finding clients and let's say you scale the mountain of doing work. And let's say you scale the mountain of delivering on time and keeping people happy. Then at the end of the day, it could still take 45 days for that check to process and to hit your bank account. And so that just creates like a lot of additional problems when it comes to trying to buy a house or trying to raise a family because there's so mm-hmm. much inconsistency. Even if you're working solid eight hours a day every single day, it does not mean that that money is going to hit your bank account in a consistent manner. And so it can still feel like your life is constantly upset. And so I hit a point with Squatchin of do I want – this type of stress in my life. I mean, I, I think I understand your life is going to possess stress somewhere. Uh, there was a great quote on below deck that I've referenced before where someone said, that's a first world problem. And the response was, well, it is the first world. So this is a problem. <laughs> so like <laughs> you're going to have, you're always going to have problems. You're always going to have stressors. And the question you have to ask yourself is, is this the type of stress I want to carry? Are these the, is this the bag of problems that I want to have? Uh, and there's different ways of evaluating that. So mm-hmm. for me, it was to say, well, what are my goals over the next one year, two years, five years, right? Uh, my goal is to purchase a house. Uh, my goal is to, to have a kid. My goal is to, uh, um, you know, t- uh, take a trip out of the country once a year and go to like Disney or something, you know, like whatever that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, once you know your goals, then you can step back and go. Okay, what do you have to have to accomplish that? So you have to have a a set amount of time off. You have to have flexibility around these days. You have to have a a minimum amount of money, all right? And then you have to ask yourself, what's the quality of life you want to have, right? So what style of home? How many times a week do you want to eat out? What what type of car do you want to drive, all right? How much do those things cost? So what you Mm -hmm. can start doing is working backwards to say, okay, I need to have X amount of dollars of disposable income a month, right? And I need to have, I can only work X amount of hours to get that time off that I want, which means in a given month, I have this many days to spend and I have this uh, many dollars I want to make spending that many Mm -hmm. days. Okay. Therefore I need to make this salary. Right. And you can start Mm -hmm. putting those things together. So as I started prioritizing those things and don't get me wrong, some people prioritize money. Some people prioritize experience. Some people prioritize uh, title. Some people prioritize security. Some people prioritize autonomy. There's plenty of things you can prioritize and all those things will change your approach. But for me, it was money and uh, stability were the two things that I was prioritizing in this case. Right. And so with that, it just hit a point of, well, to continue running Squatch in will not help me satisfy those things. We're not guaranteed that I can satisfy those things that I'm prioritizing. Now, this is very difficult because a couple reasons. We all go to these conferences and conventions and you Mm -hmm. see people. uh, One that stands out to me, by the way, is Scott Fuller. We had Scott on the show and he made the comment that um, I think he had just made the decision to like go freelance. And he was basically like, and the eviction notice got like put on our door where we were living. All right. And yeah. now, of course, like he's running his company and he'll go speak at these events and things like that. And and he's doing design full time and he seems to be very successful to people he's he's getting to work with. Um, like he he's got killer Mike on his resume now. You know, like it seems like cool people. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
his story is literally like I'm staring at an eviction notice and I have a wife and yet I still dug in. Okay. These are the people that stand on stage and talk to us. And so we get this idea that, well, if we we would just work harder, we would get there. You know, it's very Mm -hmm. easy to also hear the uh, Scotty Russell, the other Scott. I said Scott Fuller, now Scotty Russell. It's also very very easy to hear all the hustle, right? Loves, by the way, love Scotty. Uh, If I ever wanted Mm -hmm. to sit down and like do some curls and have a glass of wine, he'd be my go-to guy. Okay. Super kind guy. Talked about hustle a lot. Like I remember like hearing like the hustle kind of feeding into what you're doing. Right. But, but Mm -hmm. these are making assumptions that your personality is a certain way that you care about certain things that you prioritize certain things. They're making so many assumptions about you as a person and not all people are the same completely. So it's not that hustle is bad for a group of people. But certainly it can be very destructive to certain groups of people. And so being fed hustle, being fed dig in, being um, seeing these people that it seemed to be very successful, seeing close of friends of mine that would literally sit me down and be like, I just want to let you know how excited I am that you've started your own agency. I wish I could do that. Like I wish I was brave enough to do what you did. Okay. Mm-hmm. All that stuff puts you in a position that to then walk away from it is like, wow, how much did you fail? You just let down your yeah. close friends. You just let down your your fake design creative south friends. You just let down, uh, you know, you, like you're never going to be the guy standing on stage. Like you weren't tough enough to like put your head down and deal with it. It's very easy to just feel garbage about the idea yeah. of walking away from this thing. It would be like going in and announcing to a whole room of people like I'm on a diet. And then like a month later, you've gained 50 pounds. You know, like that. That's what it feels like. By the way, I've gained yeah. 50 pounds. So. Um, so the point is that's like the mental stuff I had to deal with, but I just, I think I hit this point of, okay, maybe probably not, you know, like this, the reality is that I am not motivated the same way Scotty Russell is. I'm not motivated the way, the same way as Scott Fuller is. I'm not, I am not built the same way. I'm not emotionally built that way. I don't have the same concerns. I don't have uh, his set of problems the same way he doesn't have my set of problems. And ultimately, I have to make decisions for myself. I have to make decisions for my wife. Those are the people I'm making decisions on behalf of. And everything else out there is just this fake ego bullshit. That's all. That's everything else that exists in the world. And so when I get in that mindset, then it's really easy for me to say, yeah, I can walk away from this. So what? You know, does this help me reach those things that I've established that are priority for me and my wife? And if it does, mm-hmm. then I'll keep doing it. And if it doesn't, throw it away. And that's the end of the conversation. Yeah. And so ultimately, that's what led me to walking away from Squatchin'. So Squatchin' uh, is, I took a, a, a job at Around uh, back in May. For those that didn't hear, now you're hearing. Um, and I've, I've been there since. I'm still winding down clients. I have, uh, I think I'm in my final three clients right now, trying to wind them down. And I'm hoping in the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks, those are all finished. And then I can finally be a, just a person. That works a job, that clocks in, clocks out, gets a paycheck. My goal is to be very boring for a few years. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> Not quite there yet, but I really genuinely hope that I am a stick in the mud to be around next time you see me uh, because I want to try that on for size and I think it might really, really work for my station of life. So all of this master category is just yeah. to say, if you're sitting in a job or you're sitting in a position where you're not content, then start by deciding what what are the three things you want to accomplish in the next three years, okay? Mm-hmm. Once you know that, then decide, okay, what has to happen for me to accomplish those things? 
It, do, you, do you have to lose weight? Do you have to save money? Do you have to free up a certain percentage of your schedule? Uh, do you have to like um, find like some buried document that was hidden by a Mayan civilization? I don't know what they are, but decide what are those things you have to accomplish. Yeah. And then once you know, okay, here's what I'm trying to get to. Here's what I need to accomplish to get, uh, to get there. Then you can decide, okay, what are the decisions that I need to make to start working towards that? And anything that's not going to fit in that path, I need to get rid of. And again, with all of this, do it with the sense of there is no ego. You're not out here to live someone else's life. You're not out here to please someone else. So what if you don't have that person's story? The awesome thing is you'll have your own story, and that's far more interesting. So that is it for my master category. But with all that said, Lauren, why don't you tell us what you have? Yeah. I'll just say good for you making a like difficult decision that will make your life better because, you know, it's not easy to make big decisions like that sometimes. And if it really makes like that big of a difference, then it's worth the leap for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's already made a big difference and I'm not even like fully transitioned yet. So. Yeah. And like like I work freelance. I understand all of the problems that you're talking about like very well. And like. I think about getting a regular job all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think like, everybody does, yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot easier in a lot of ways. So it's not that this sounds weird at all. To, And I also think a lot of things, once you try it, it's totally different than it may, you might have thought it was. I mean, and sometimes that's getting a new job. Sometimes that's scuba diving. Sometimes it's trying a new food. So it's good that you tried it because, like, maybe that would have been something you regretted also never trying. Yeah, totally. So good deal. Um, all right, so let's talk about something fun. Uh, no more business time, haha. So <laughs> I'm going to talk about something I'm sure everybody already knows about, but uh, I got music and I got any time, and uh, I was really trying hard to find new music to listen to this weekend to have something to talk about, but I find music very hard to talk about, to be honest, whenever this yeah. is my category. So I, d- I don't know. I landed back on an old favorite, which is The Flight of the Concords. Um, I just felt like listening to them. I love their music. I have since I was in uh, high school. Uh, (laughs) And uh, they're great. So if you've never heard of Flight of the Concords, they are a folk comedy duo from New Zealand. Um, Imagine uh, Tenacious D, Australian. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's really funny. I love their music. It's uh, the two guys in the band are Jermaine Clement and Brett McKenzie. Both of them are very, very, very famous now uh, after Flight of the Concords. they were a pretty successful like stand-up act, but then HBO picked them up and they made a TV show out of their um, their their thing. So it's um, them. The story in the TV show is like the two of them moving from New Zealand to New York City and trying to acclimate and get used to everything because they're kind of fish out of water. And they kind of mix in their um, songs with the episodes and they do these very <laughs> low-budget sort of music videos. It kind of reminds me of like Michelle Gondry-level special effects where it like clearly is all homemade but like filmed really well and and that kind of like fits their vibe a lot because like they are extremely talented musicians who play joke music which is so funny to me like some of their songs are literally on a toy piano or a recorder but they will hire someone from the New Zealand orchestra to play that recorder so it's like so funny to me how they mix like how good they are as musicians with like this pure joke that is so funny and like their, their songs are genuinely just, like, so funny, and they have songs about all kinds of different things, uh, everything from, like, like uh, racism, geez, racist dragons. Yeah, to racist dragons. Um, <laughs> bumping into strangers or people you, you yeah, know. Yeah, David Bowie. Uh, 
It's all over uh, the place. Yeah, um, and and specifically, I wanted to shout out that they have like a new live album that uh, they had. I watched this live performance um, on HBO. They had kind of like a reunion concert because they're they're not really like a together as a band anymore. Like clearly, they're still friends. I think they occasionally are writing songs in the background of all the other things that they're doing. Um, but like they're not really a band anymore. So they had this reunion concert in London and they recorded it. And you can finally listen to um, like the CD version. There are a handful of songs in there that I hadn't heard otherwise, and I really like a lot of them. Um, I think it's really fun. So if you're a longtime fan like me, you can at least hear three or four new songs by The Flight of the Concords. And it was just honestly fun to like even listen to the in-between banter and everything because like their live shows are great. If you've never like watched a vi- if you were a fan of the show and you've never watched their- one of their performances, I totally recommend like YouTubing any of them because they're very funny. Like comedians in addition to musical performers and actors and everything um they're just it's so great <laughs> definitely massively it, talented on uh, both on the the lyrics and the and the, the uh you know arrangements and things like that like they're very very talented people um mm-hmm. I, yeah like brett has gone on to win oscars for his music after flight of the concord so just sort of like the perspective of like what kind of talent they have they're very talented they're just doing this in a funny way and they wrap it in this package that's very silly. And, like, it's so funny and lighthearted. It just makes you smile. And, like, just been needing some little lighter stuff lately. So I was really enjoying it. I believe it's... And it H- makes me feel super nostalgic. I believe it's <laughs> HBO, but they have, like, a stand-up special where it's, like, just the two of them, guitar, playing. I mean, it's... Yeah, that's what this Live in London thing. And I think... I'm pretty sure that's still on HBO. I was just listening to the audio version while I cleaned the house. And, like, it's great. They're so funny. I think that's the <laughs> best form of them, too. Like, they had... Uh, was it two seasons of the TV show? Uh, mm-hmm. And it was fine, but I, I think they're at their best when it's just them. Uh, that that's, yeah. that's the way to take them in. You know, I just shared, and- um, it'll be in the notes, but there's another guy named Tom Cardi who also writes music. And um, it, it's him by himself, but he's another person that I just find his music to be so incredibly catchy, like so um, so well done. The yeah. arrangements are so good. The lyrics are are very funny. And actually, the latest song he did is a cover of a Flight of Concord song. He he redid Carol oh, Brown, song? and uh, oh, I like that. He song. did a whole video for it as well. But I would also say if you if you like Flight of Concords, uh, check out Tom Cardi for sure. I will definitely check that out. Yeah. Um. And I I would also say like if you just want to kind of a taste, look up a few of their music videos. Uh, I recommend Robots or um, Most Beautiful Girl in the Room is another good one. <laughs> There's so many great ones. Uh, I I just love them. I have no no bad things to say about it. Everybody that was in that show is like incredibly famous now, which I love. Like like half the cast of Bob's Burgers was in that show. Taika Waititi was one of the producers. Like it had all these people like before they were famous, and it just makes me so happy to watch it again. What was your what's your favorite song? You have to pick one. Rhyme the rhyme Nasiris. Jenny is my favorite. Nice. <laughs> Brittany, have you listened? To- any Fly the Concords? No, I feel so uncool. I've never heard of that oh. before. I was like, you'll listen to it and not think it's that cool because it's very like folksy kind of music, but it's so funny and cute. I love them. You've so seen much. the people involved, I'm sure. Like I'm sure you've seen I'm sure I have. Jermaine on something. I, but. He's done voices for some Disney stuff, so I think it's so interesting when people who are obviously really accomplished, like you said, one of them went on to win Oscars or whatever. Like those are the kind of people who can take things like a children's recorder and make something really great with it. Because if some guy that lived on your street tried to do that, it would be weird or awkward or, 
just not good. Like, but then when somebody who has the talent, you have to, you have to have the talent to see past the thing. Like you have to know the art form so well inside and out frontwards and back that you can make something good with anything. Yeah. It's kind of like, like, carving something but without the right tools or something you know like yeah you, you just yeah. can't quite get there unless you already have this skill somewhere it, it, it is just awesome right I totally recommend them it's not necessarily kid friendly some of their songs are very dirty but it is very funny yeah. <laughs> like one of their albums was i told you i was freaky so yeah <laughs> i keep having to stop myself from saying wildly inappropriate things andrew's not here and so i feel like i have to be extra careful so anything else lauren uh, <laughs> no that's it my one of my favorite lyrics is oh she's so hot she's making me sexist <laughs> yes again i tend to All be right, very so- very careful right now Brittany, <laughs> take it away <laughs> um okay so the category i have was uh games and that's like the thing that i am least knowledgeable about yes. but it seems to be our specialty with our guests so far. Yeah. <laughs> Giving them the thing they know nothing about. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but my husband is very into board games. Uh, before he and I got married, I like my knowledge of board games stopped with Pictionary and Monopoly. Like that was it. Sure. Classic. And he came with like when we moved in together, he I mean, stack like like stacks of board games of things that I'm like where did you find this where do you you're going to game shops like what what are these board game stores I didn't even know they existed so there's all kinds of board games now that I've played and it's so funny listening to the show because you guys will I'll like think that I've heard of a new game like he'll come home with something new and I'm like oh they've never heard of this one and then you guys will talk yeah. about it on the show or whatever so <laughs> Uh, I mean, Andrew's me- really the expert game person, I would <laughs> sure. say, though. So we're going to be fresh on this. <laughs> um, but Patrick told me that the category was games. And so I I told him, like, desperately, like, you've got to make me look good. Like, tell me something. We've got to play something so that I have something. Like, I need to be able to talk about this intelligently. So we played um, Disney Villainous last night. And I feel I like you guys box. have probably talked about this on the show, but Lauren, you said you hadn't heard of it. Mm-mm. So it's called Villainous, and it's all the Disney villains. Um, so there is like it already. the Queen of Hearts, Maleficent, Jafar, uh, Hook, Ursula, and then who's the one from um, Robin Hood? Prin- Prince John? Prince John, yeah. Prince John... And I think that's it. Those six. So you get like a little it's it's not a board game where like everybody's playing on the same board. Like you get your own little board that you put in front of yourself. So like Mm -hmm. Ursula, for example, she has all of her own cards and um, all the cards like stay with Ursula. So we played, I was Maleficent and he was Jafar. And so you set up your cards in front of you and there's um, like your your action cards or whatever, the, the cards that you have that you take your turns with. And then there's mm-hmm. ones called fate cards. And mm-hmm. so, and those fate cards are what the opposite player will play. So okay. my fate cards were related to Maleficent, but my husband, when he would play a fate action, he would use my cards and then like play them against me. And so the fate okay. cards are like the good guys, like the heroes, like... 
Um, so he played uh, like Prince Philip came and like blocked one of my spots. And so there's <laughs> essentially like the heroes come and they like stop you from doing your actions. And so and each character right. has a different action. So for me to win the game was a different objective than for him to win the game. So it's okay. kind of interesting, like you're playing different games, but you're yeah. playing kind of together and you're trying to stop each other from winning. What were the like two objectives? Like what was yours and his to win? So my objective was that I there's like four spaces on the board and mm-hmm. each one is a place. So there's like the forest and the castle and whatever else. Um, my objective was to start my turn with a curse at each of those places. So even if I got a curse into all four of my locations, mm-hmm. I still had to make it through his turn because he could play a fate action and stop me. Okay. Or like make me remove a curse or whatever. So you have to start your turn with the actions in place or with the curses in place. So that was mine. His was he had to unlock the cave of wonders. And I don't know how he was supposed to do that. But um, there was like a little lock icon that he had resting on his board. And so he had to figure out how to remove that. Yeah, it's been a minute since I played, but there'll be like a certain sequence of cards you need to get or need to be available Mm -hmm. for you to do it. Um, What do you think about the... I'm sorry, go ahead, Lauren. I was gonna say, I've played like uh, Haunting at House on the Hill quite a lot. And like when you get to the end, like, yeah, there's different things like that. But like we've just played a bunch of times. So I have seen the like different objectives. It just kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. that. It's like totally different each time. So it was like, yeah, sometimes like you have to unlock something. Sometimes you have to get to a certain place. Like mm-hmm. it just depends. But anyway, Patrick, your turn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you think about like the, uh, the, the packaging and everything that came with the game itself? I, I remember at the time like loving the figures. But how do you feel about everything? The figures are really cool. So, like, this is the Maleficent one. Oh, that is awesome. they don't have any faces. It's just kind of, like, the shape. Um, I really like the hook one. And they look like like a a resin. Oh, that's so cool. They look like a color resin. um, Like, sort of see-through. Yeah, they're transparent. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's... um, Probably two inches tall, two half inches tall, something like that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. The Ursula one, she's like got her little tentacles and oh, I love that one a lot. She's very round. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, I love the figures. The artwork is really pretty too. Like, um, let me see if I can hold this up for you guys. The box itself so this looks is really cool. The oh, Ursula I one. I love that. Ursula is one of my favorites. Yeah, so Ursula is such a good villain. Cards, yes. Yeah. Or the player. These are yeah, so pretty. So, the artwork and I don't think is those really are like beautiful. from the movie. They look even like so cool, like really pretty paintings. No. Yeah, yeah, they're not like stills from the movie. These are definitely done specifically for it because all the the they're they're very high quality. I mean, like yeah. Little Mermaid was what, 93 or something. So if yeah. they were stills from the movie, it wouldn't look good. But they're all super high quality. The color, like the tones are all they all go together. And um, yeah, I mean, they're just really pretty. Like I, it's I all kind like, of it looked like them. all places I totally recognize from the movie, yeah. but like like new drawings of it or whatever. Like pretty versions. And I'm yeah, sure they I all kind of, match each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of them as like um, the you know the poster art for like the galleries and stuff. You can get some yeah. really beautiful sceneries. Um, and so I kind of think of them like that. But they're they're all really nice. And then the the cards look the same as well. And so there'll be like character pictures on the cards and 
They're just really pretty. So it's not a bad yeah. game to look at. The box is really, really nice. It's like that. What is it? The powder coated or whatever, like where it's yeah, it's got the off. spot. It's got the spot UV on it on the yeah. the letters yeah. and everything. You know, the only thing that yeah. stood out to me, the I remember thinking the token holder felt like very flimsy, like it would split. And um, yeah, it's plastic, but it looks like a like a rock cauldron. Kind yeah, of. like a little like a rock ooh. pit. Exactly. And uh, yeah. and I remember thinking like, oh, the, the box is really nice. And like the, the actual like character markers are nice. But then there were mm-hmm. some other pieces that felt maybe a little flimsy, almost like a little mismatched with it. So um, I, you know, I enjoyed the game, um, but it does stand out to me that it uh, at the time it didn't seem like necessarily it was very balanced. Like it seemed like depending on what your character matchups were, some characters would just be clear like clear favorites to win each game mm-hmm. um, but it's going to depend on how many people you know with more people I think the game is more enjoyable because there's a bit more strategy in who you block and when you block it and multiple people mm-hmm. could um, potentially be going after the same person I you know mm-hmm. I haven't played very many games one-on-one so I'm not fully sure how that changes the dynamic but I, I personally would say if you play the game Play it with like like four people. I think it it would probably mm-hmm. play better with a few more people. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That would it would be good with more people because you could you'd have more people blocking you, or you could all gang up on one person. Or um, we played just the two of us. It took about forty minutes, and just for the sake of not playing all night, like my husband just kind of ended it. He drew a card and he's like, <laughs> "Okay, we can keep going, or we can end this." And so he ended it. <laughs> But um, yeah, we played, it was about 40, 45 minutes and we could have kept going. Like if he had played the fate card, he had two fate cards and if he had played one of them, he would have removed two of my curses, two out of the Mm -hmm. four. So it would have been, it would have knocked me back, you know, halfway. Um, So yeah, I mean, even with two people, I think you could still get a lot of gameplay out of it. Mm -hmm. And I do like that each person or each character has a different objective. It's a different game. Like every time you play um yeah i was gonna say that makes replaying really exciting because you could just pick a new character and basically playing yeah different games a little bit because even just in this one box there's six characters but apparently there's all kinds of expansion packs with i was all thinking the, that get, would like, be a really easy thing yeah. to do with that the way it's all separated because then you could add uh, any other villains you like yeah even like new ones like from newer movies and i oh, think yeah, there's also yeah. a marvel expansion pack which Oh, nice. To me, like you wouldn't need to keep the Marvel one separate. I feel like you could probably mix the Marvel. um, I mean, I guess it depends on like how the how different the actions are. But Mm -hmm. um, I feel like you'd be able to like mix Iron Man in with Ursula as long as the structure is fairly similar. I feel like they intentionally keep building or like more and more companies are building the games to like be able to do that. Like we play this like card-based game called legendary and they have like a whole bunch of different expansions they have marvel they have like aliens firefly and you can play any of them in any combination once you have them together you just they have like rules of which cards you need to mix and match and that's it but they have Mm -hmm. that all online so it's just like here you go now you can play a new game if you buy the extra set yeah yeah i I think it was cool stuff yeah, I think it kind there's of like unmatched as well, like the Mondo game. You, do you remember that? Yeah, Patrick? exactly. Yeah, so yeah. unmatched where initially you would buy it and it might come with like two to four characters, but then you can buy like an additional two characters, an additional mm. two characters, and, and they had the like hyper detailed little dudes, miniature guys. Uh-huh. Awesome. And then you could use like uh, different characters on different boards. Um, but I, you know, I actually think. Uh, 
um, I actually think it had some similar issues in like the balance wasn't always there, depending on the number of people and the, mm-hmm. the players you're playing. A uh, villainous has yeah. three expansions, by the way. In each oh, expansion nice. adds in, um, it looks like each expansion adds in three more characters that you can play, by the way. Oh, that's a lot. Mm. Yeah. So there's a few nice. out there. Very cool. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm not really like a, a board game person at all, and I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. The The 40 minutes that we played went by really quickly. Like when my husband's like, okay, let's be done. I'm like, oh, but we're like only halfway through. And like, no, <laughs> we'd already been playing 45 minutes. So um, yeah. the time went by quickly for me. It was enjoyable. I'm a big Disney nerd. I love everything Disney. Mm-hmm. So I, feel, I don't know if that was part of it as I was already biased towards liking it, but um, it was enjoyable. And like the whole villains aspect is always fun too. So I was gonna say I like that it is like based on the villains because they're like some of the best characters for sure. Yeah, this is complete. Just so you know, this is the theme that Brittany has to vent the badness <laughs> out of her life through <laughs> villainous or through Beverly, like uh, uh, whatever Trashy that. Trashy TV. <laughs> whatever we were talking about earlier. Yeah, you just you need bad things in your life. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my company is called Happy Land, so where else am I supposed yeah. to put it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But that wasn't like a client decision of like, my gut's telling me to go with like, Dup World, but like, maybe my clients won't really be into that or something. Like, garbage <laughs> planet didn't really have a, a yeah. ring to it. <laughs> no, it doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. <laughs> All right. All right, so is that it for your category, Brittany? That's it. That's the only game I played last night. Great. Good job. Uh, well, good. Well, that's that's when that's actually it for our show. So let's actually roll dice. Last week I messed up and we like didn't roll dice until like the very end. It's really weird. So we're actually going to stop now and we're going to roll dice for next week. So we have next week's categories. Brittany, you're going to roll a dice to determine who the guest talks about next week. It's you need to roll a d20 and a d4. If you just Google like roll d20 google you can like do it straight in the browser it's like super easy to do okay but on that note lauren did you already roll i did trying to save a little time no go ahead what you (laughs) get it always takes me a second to look it up i got a seven um which this week is design so awesome okay i rolled that off the table i rolled a four and future four is business all right and then what'd you just roll Brittany? a 20 all right, they can pick whatever they want. Good job. That's it's awesome. It's crazy okay. that we got like every other one where it's like subject they hated, su- like anything they want, subject that the guest hated, <laughs> they want. <laughs> well, the person next week's going to be very happy, even if you weren't. All right, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find show notes uh, for this episode along with all the episodes in our archive by going to M of One dot network uh also you can find links to uh, all the different platforms we're on so itunes stitcher and google play and soon to be amazon music maybe they sent me an email we'll see what happens not we'll see what happens i just have to like res- like submit i've just been lazy <laughs> but you'll see it there so the point is subscribe on your favorite platform when you subscribe you can rate and review the podcast please do that it helps us a ton uh please do that it helps us a ton uh, the other thing you do is you can uh, 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 Patreon. You can give us $2, $4, or $6 a month. Go to patreon.com slash move one podcast. And uh, that gives you access to unedited episodes and also gives you some special patron content. We've got some new stuff coming soon. 
And then, of course, you can be our friend by going to Mifo Not Network, clicking on the Slack uh, icon, and then joining us in Slack. We also have social, so at Mifo One Podcast everywhere. Lauren, where can people find you? You can find me at Not Cool Co. everywhere and at Dragon Con this weekend. And Brittany, where can people find you? At Happy Land Creative on Instagram. And in the hashtag reality uh, TV or something channel on Slack. So, with all that being said, we're going to get out of here. I'm Patrick. (laughs) I'm Lauren. I'm Brittany. Peace out. Adios. Later. Later.